0: Fastgrowingtrees.com code pool. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply.
1: What is going on, everybody? It is episode seventy-five. A pop culture crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please.
2: Hi, Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. How are you doing today? I'm great.
1: You look like you're doing great. I like your sweatshirt.
2: Thank you. I chose the hottest sweater to wear today.
1: In a day, yes. In your, you're like dying of heat, and Dane is freezing. Speaking of, speaking mm-hmm. of Dane, we have a, a guest host or a co-host that I will now call guest host, but I really just want to call
3: you guys co-hosts. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello, foolish mortals. It is I. Interdimensional space being Dane Font. Interdimensional Dane would be a great rap name.
2: Thank you. <laughs> that I, would be cool.
3: That would be a, a fantastic uh, rap name, I I'm think. I'm working on it. Um,
1: so, yesterday, uh, when we were finishing out the episode, uh, I was giving everyone an update, you know, listing socials and everything. And I was like, we were going to have a full schedule of guests from now on, from week to week. Uh, Sundays, or for the Monday show, will be Shane Cashman. Tuesdays uh, and Thursdays. Because I kept thinking, because you're here on a Monday, but we record it for Tuesday. Right. And I, I completely left your name out of it. And I apologize.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention it until. Constantly. She
1: waited until, like, the show was over to bring it up like i was like you could have brought it up on air that would have been all right listen I... technically you
3: both effed up so like i don't want to hear it
2: well brett's in charge of the schedule and i didn't know if it was true or not. i'm
3: your father okay yes yes so
1: i, I...
2: disappointed him and also eh, my bad
1: she you see she's not even sorry i'm sorry i apologize okay it's That's... brett's fault it's my fault I Penance shall come. <laughs> Um, it was just it was it was an oversight. I, I get the days mixed up because we do uh, Sunday, you know, we record for the next day. Mm-hmm. So I, I got it all mess, me, messed up. I apologize. It was, it was a mistake. I swear I didn't mean to hurt you. I you should get the, the lashings me. regardless. Oh, oh, man. No, let's not do that. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Dane wants to talk about Game of Thrones. And I've got some uh, funny things. to. I, I, I found a third article here that was uh, kicking around in my brain for a couple of years. But then found out that there's an actual article on it, which I find very awesome. We're going to talk about Travis Scott. Uh, we covered this story last week about his uh, his charity work and how people are taking it, and and or at least now there's like a a response from people, and uh, that I think is very interesting. We're also going to talk about Johnny Depp, and I've got like I've got a bunch of stuff uh, regarding like this article I found. Says is is 2023 going to be Johnny Depp's year for his big return, which mm-hmm. I personally would like. But I was th- reading that. There's but there's way more to it. So we'll get into all that there. Then we've got um, uh, Marvel uh, causing DC to be predictably in trouble for uh, putting what they've done with their Netflix shows. Uh, and then Podluck. We got a whole bunch of stuff. So if you guys are ready. Are we ready?
2: Yes, let's go. You ready? E.
1: You ready? Now I am <laughs> fantastic. Okay, we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. George R.R. Martin says he's sorry for people who only care about Winds of Winter. Now, when we um, covered what what did we cover? We covered the backlash to uh, calling cr- critics uh, people who called critics of the trailer for the for the Rings of po- the Ring of Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 likened them <laughs> to murderers, which I, I I love the hyperbole. We almost covered today. I was I was going to cover how this reviewer from Cinema Blend, which is a site we use here a lot uh, I can usually tell the bend Of these websites by the writing What articles they choose to print and when And Cinema Blend is very progressive uh, As far as the writing, it's kind of like AV Club in that way Mm -hmm. But this writer basically wrote a review Of the movie uh, Turning Red That was just like, you know what, it's a movie about pre like teen, I have
2: thoughts about that movie. But it's it's,
1: it's a, we might do another mm-hmm. video on that whole thing separately. But the point is is like this reviewer got like um lambasted, lambasted for for what he said. Uh and the same thing happened with the trailer for that. But now there's this stuff about now they're back to talking about George R R Martin uh and the fact that he just hasn't finished <laughs> Eleven-year anniversary. 11, of 11, his last book to the point now where it's become. It's funny because like I I saw the show. Uh, I did not see the last season. I, I know how awful it was. I, I know how much people hate that show. I know how Benioff and Weiss. The like it was. It's like. Uh, I don't remember. It's uh, D.B. Weiss, and then mm-hmm. I don't remember the other guy's first name. But they're, like, as a, as a production team are kind of, like, they were supposed to do Star Wars after after yeah. this. They failed up and got, like, a huge Netflix deal. But that's besides the point, because the, the books are where you find the most rabid of fan bases uh, uh, back in the day. So uh, this article, it's just, I feel so bad for this guy, because I wonder if part I of it is... I don't at this point. I wonder if part of it is... Right, like, just, like, when you write something that, like, it, it would have been better to finish the books, not just for the TV show's sake, but for his own sake, to finish the books before making the television shows. A thousand percent. Which, which turned it into, like, this cultural phenomenon that I bet you he feels kind of unlike... Uninspired to write, like, he doesn't know how to finish it now. I have a huge theory. Okay. Well, let's, let's we'll start with the article. It says, uh, We're now coming up on the 11th anniversary of A Dance with Dragons, the fifth and the most, uh, in the moment, and at the moment, the latest installment of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series of fantasy novels. Uh, to be, to be uh, completely fair, uh, I've told you before, uh, high fantasy isn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The language is hard is for me mine. to... It's, it's, uh, but I understand the cultural relevance and the significance that these series have had uh, on pop culture and culture in general, when you really think about it. The amount of acting careers it's launched in the movies, uh, what books like this, uh, Tolkien, and even to, an, uh, in a way, even though I don't really consider it the same thing as high fantasy, uh, Row- Rowling did for you know reading at a time when reading is kind of... Falling by the wayside, right? Mm-hmm. So it says uh, those ten years plus have seen a lot of changes for Martin, who's already been a big name in the genre writing world on the backs of both. Uh, do you know how to pronounce that? Uh, of uh, oh, that's just the abbreviation for. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, the, a song I, of yeah, ice Yeah, yeah, a song of ice and uh, and also a number of other projects. But who has since been elevated to much wider fame by the success of HBO's TV adaptation of his work, Game of Thrones. Uh, along with the uptick in fame, though, has come less desired attention, namely endlessly increased volume, uh, uh, high volume requests to know when *The Winds of Winter*, the penultimate book in the series, might actually get a, get
3: around to coming out. Uh, so, you, what do you think? My theory is that, okay, so if if you know the history of him hiring the the directors that eventually did the show, was that. He asked them a couple of questions about the plot, and he had them fill out how they thought the story would end. Okay. Right? So essentially, he was like, but, are you actually fans of, of the books or not? And the, but they, I heard Benioff and Weiss hadn't even read the
1: books when they went on to direct. Okay, well then... Miracle, can you look at uh. uh B e n i o f f. In Uh and see it says. Uh, at, see if they read the 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 his books before they went on to direct because they only did the last few seasons, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That I don't know. Um, can you check that? Okay, so keep going. So, my theory is that the last season that everyone absolutely hated mm-hmm. is actually. How he intended to finish the books, <laughs> and he's a he. So imagine, so you're working on this like big epic, like it's it's literally like the biggest show on television since Breaking Bad or something, right? Mm. And in the finale that everyone's waiting for, it actually happens, and everyone hates it, mm. and like he has to go out and be like, oh. Mine's gonna be so much better, guys. Yeah, don't worry about it. Mine's gonna be better. Eleven years. Eleven years. Uh, it's funny too because he could even theoretically, given that
1: writing and directing, or I'm sorry, writing and film are different mediums, he could do the same ending and do it better. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking because, like, but now he's scared because of how badly the
3: it's forever tainted just by the fact that the other one exists first. I don't think that exactly. I don't think that the ending was well. The show ending was like abysmal. But it was the way it was done. It was the fact that it was rushed. It was the fact that I mean, there's a scene with a Starbucks coffee cu- coffee cup. That's
1: that's uh, iconic now. That picture of uh, legendary. I've seen
3: that on T-shirts
1: now. That were uh, they, they point out like uh, it's like a T-shirt of that scene, and it's got like a
3: red box around the Starbucks cup. Like it just imagine how much they weren't carrying. I wonder who know? got fired for. I mean, somebody had to have gotten fired. Somebody should have got. lit on fire. Yes. It's like what okay, I,
1: happened? I, okay. I'm not sure if I. Uh, we don't. Uh, we don't uh, actually believe that. The the thoughts but of theor- do not
3: reflect the, the- thoughts of pop
1: culture. First. Yes, the theoretically they should have been okay. Yes, in a video game. L- yes, in a, if they were, if there was a video game avatar or a Correct. Sims, uh, a
3: sim of creating Game of Thrones, then yes, that works fine. for Hassan <laughs> Piker. <right? laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like I think it was his actual thing. He talked about it with the guys. The guys wanted Star Wars, so they were just like working crazy to like have it out, mm-hmm. and it sucked. It was, like, the ultimate flop in history. In I, I, I don't think a show has ever flopped that hard. And they just got him with his pants down. And now he's, like, tried everything to, like, fill up the time for, for him to actually like reinvent something. But that, that's what I think is happening. See, that's, that's interesting
1: because I had a completely different theory about it. It's funny because this thing, it's permeated pop culture to the point where the first thing I think of, oddly enough, because my weird brain, when I think of these books not getting done, there's, there's a show... Uh, there was a show on the CW called I Zombie, which is based off an old Vertigo property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a character, there's an episode where uh, the so Liv Moore is like a she's like a zombie that has to eat brains to stay like human human appearing. And they solve crimes with Clive Babano, who's uh played by Malcolm Goodwin, he's a detective in the show. And Clive Babano is this really buttoned down. Uh, You know, he wears like a really tight suit to work every day and he's, you know, he's very, very stoic. He gets very little emotion out of the guy, but they have a couple of episodes where you get random facts about stuff this guy likes and it's supposed to be like this really interesting window into like he loves to bake and cook. Uh, he, he, he doesn't like to show this is us cause he finds it emotionally manipulative. Uh, and then he's a really big fan of game of Thrones. And anytime you bring it up, he gets really angry. And they say, says, well, if you want to, if you want to piss him off, just ask him this question. What is George R.R. Martin doing? And every time yeah. he gets that question, he goes, not writing. For real. So, it's like, him not writing has kind of become a pop culture or a reference point in and of itself, which I find kind of funny, because he also, he's open about talking about, like, he's he gives people updates pretty regularly. He's, he's got a pretty popular, lying. he's got
3: a popular blog. Uh, he's he, he has writer's blog of the, of the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, like, man, I could write a book in 11 years. See,
1: I had if it wasn't that my my theory was that uh, if if it wasn't the penultimate, uh, if he uh, perhaps he has the last two done and he's not going to have them come out until he's dead.
2: I mean, that was my mon- no, the that, theory that came that out. That was
1: okay. So it's right here. So uh, article three here, it's, it's AV club. It says conspiracy theory. George R. R. Martin has secretly finished Winds of winter. This article from way back in 2017. No. So it says George R. R. Martin has it kind of rough. He started writing the first books in his world beating fantasy saga, a song of fire of ice and fire in 1991. Imagine starting something more than 20 years ago that a ravenous horde of nearly 60 million people would love you to finish as soon as you can. Thanks at this point. Uh, uh, wait, 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 at this At this point he should consider just publishing a bulleted list of plot points from the final two uh, books and take uh, in taking a vacation but the constant sometimes invasive speculation about the state of book six the winds of winter may be having some effect in a in a recent live journal post martin confesses to having barely any time to see any movies
3: read any books or upgrade any new newer social media network oh boo hoo george R. r martin is the king of normies and he essentially just has an old man emo skin <laughs> beyond that. How so? Is, like he, he has the opinions of 13 year old girls, like pretty much everyone I mean, in this country right now. This, uh, so, like
1: this could be proven by the fact that he did this update on live journal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and live like, journal hasn't been cool
3: since, uh, never dude. Like they just, he's got writer's block. No more like this ending. Uh, he's spiraling. um, and the, the worst thing is going to be, like, when the books actually come out and people find that disappointing as well. Well, but the thing, the longer he waits, the less likely it is to
1: be uh, to be no accepted way. because exactly. pe- pe- yeah, yeah. The, the expectations get too high. This happens every time they, uh, like, it's like, imagine right now, somebody's like, imagine they tried to
3: do um, a Back to the Future sequel. Because the market is going to be like, a, a tale 15 years in the yeah, making. Yeah, exactly. From the, from the genius George R. R. Martin. Yeah. They'll, they'll <laughs> get you some British and, lady to, to do all that and, shit. And he's going to be like, could you
1: not call me a genius? I'm trying yeah. to like temper <sighs> the expectations. Bobby Just... Just a tiny bit. It says, uh, in a Vanity Fair, uh, in, uh, in fact, as Vanity Fair points out, Martin's slate of projects is conspicuously full, potentially, uh, full potentially executive producing another HBO series. That's what we're talking about now, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I, did, I don't think that one ever came out, right? The, the HBO one, it went, and then Amazon bought uh, Lord of the Rings, and now they're doing, what's the name of the one they're doing for Game of Thrones now? i don't i have no um, idea what this house doing. of dragons house, yeah okay it's yeah.
2: about the targaryens so the that... story before the mad king the yes. money yes. He
3: wants the
2: money. but also um to answer your question i couldn't find an article that said um confirming that he read the book or not the benioff and weiss yeah the two guys mm-hmm. it didn't say they didn't confirm completely okay so whatever dane is saying somebody fact check it better to me yeah
3: i mean that's Mm -hmm. that's the lore at least for like years ago so yeah
2: but i heard before didn't he say
3: that in an interview maybe
2: i couldn't find it but um before they said that they're trying to program an ai to write the last book for um (laughs) george and they said the ai couldn't write it completely because it included characters that already previously died yeah so they're like yeah this is a failed project
1: interesting okay so yeah i couldn't find anything uh I, I could have, I might have misremembered that. I mean that was mm-hmm. so a couple of years ago that I Yeah, I, I couldn't heard
2: that. find it. Like there's no information about it.
1: That is uh that is a, a missed opportunity on my part. I should have mm-hmm. checked it. Well I do I wasn't even gonna bring them up. I I, I only brought them up because I, I was gonna look into cause they were gonna do a
3: Star Wars uh And, and movie. by the way, he's not gonna finish it this year either because that, that article you sent me, he was like twenty twenty, I, I got a lot of work done on it, you know? Twenty twenty one, not so much. Mm-hmm. I like imagine
1: somebody should make a movie if it's like the last page and you just you just can't figure out how doesn't to say how it. far
3: far along he is
1: yeah.
3: like
2: but yeah i agree what um brett said because they did say there was rumors that they're planning to release the two books after he died the, why well because he like, doesn't
1: want to deal with the criticism well, I, that's fine with also it me.
2: um do you think so also like a lot of artworks that that's kind
3: of a bitch move <laughs> well frankly don't art, you think so
2: a lot of arts that are sold after an artist is dead they get sold more than well, yeah. them being alive. I
3: mean, for his family.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure his family's doing just fine. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like, I don't know if the what does he need. The, mm-hmm. I he don't doesn't need money's the reason. But uh, I I just thought that that was my interesting theory mm-hmm. on it. Like, if I was him, if I was him, and I finished this book, and I just didn't want to deal with the criticism, I just be, like deal with it when I'm dead.
3: Listen, mm-hmm. he's a normie. He loves being king of the normies. He's making all, <laughs> he's making all the normie shows. Normies are like over the moon with them. They will love it. But you and like as a former copywriter, mm-hmm. writing's hard. Having writer blo- writer's block sucks. I bet he obviously has writer's block. If like he can't like crank out one of this book in like eleven years, mm-hmm. so I mean expectations too high, man. They're gonna be high anyway, dude. Mm-hmm. Like bestseller. So basically, you know, you're saying like, just uh, uh, stuck it up, bro, and stuck just release it. Like, it? Do, do do all Joe Rowe. Don't read the comments. Stay. There you go.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I do
2: do what Brett does. Yep. Don't read it at all. Yeah, it
3: doesn't. Uh,
1: Other I,
2: than I, that Twitter comment, which no,
1: did... I I read some of the the Instagram comment or the the YouTube comments fairly recently. It's fairly nice uh, on on the recent mm. videos. So it is what it is.
2: I don't know. For me, I'm like, eh, good for him. He wrote a book. Why not? So she has no opinion. I have no opinion because my uncle. I remember he was reading it when it was like still in its prime. And, like, I was asking him what he was reading because he was reading it on his phone. And I was that like... That sounds really tedious. Yeah. Super. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he had those big-ass phones. Like a note? Maybe. One of those huge notes? Yeah. That started was... on fire? <laughs> Maybe.
3: You it... think it's done? He, I think he, it's done. He, he's just a little sissy that doesn't want to hear it? I think it's done.
2: I think it's super done. I mean, that Both?
3: Both books? Makes perfect sense. 11 years. He could have finished both by now.
1: Dane's like, I... I don't like this idea. Maybe. Mm. Now, you know what? Maybe. I, I, I do like it, actually. My I, I wish is, it were, too.
2: My question is, the actor who played jo- um, Joffrey, do you think he still gets punched in the face?
3: He got punched in the face? No,
2: I. he has a punchable face. Do you think he would get punched in the face because his character was so annoying? Uh, maybe. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm in, like, an angry mood, weird angry mood lately. Yeah. Like I just want to throw punches for some weird reason.
1: Women privilege that they can just want to throw punches and not expect anything to happen in return.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, no. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, but, we're we're staying gonna... far away from that. <laughs> one. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. All right, we're talking Travis Scott. <laughs> uh, I just something less controversial. I just yeah. Well, yeah. No. Ugh, gosh. Yeah, I know. Right uh very controversial so it was thursday we covered with what would have been the friday episode with hannah claire uh we covered that travis scott had announced a new charity or new more charity work uh called project heal which is done um in conjunction with his other charity which is Mm -hmm. what the cactus jack foundation uh and the first thing i immediately thought of as you would imagine is that this is a pr move uh but i did no way but i did ask the question i said does that make it bad um does it make it just okay yes it's just he, transparent he, but he's, it's not bad he's rehabbing so. his image is that bad uh I, I don't know if it i'm in this weird crossroads when it comes to charity work and um acts of kindness where uh in the past for me i am not a fan of people that broadcast uh r- you know random acts of kindness i i think it's exploitative Uh, But today I was uh, surfing Instagram. I think it came up because I was uh, looking up stuff from the Adam project because we reviewed the other day. But Jennifer Garner had a a thing where she makes these like uh, packs of like um, these kits that she hands out to the homeless. It's got like uh, it's got uh, like toiletries and a pair a pair two pairs of socks and she puts like a five ten is it lists all the stuff she puts in there so it's like toiletry items so like uh disposable cloths that you can wash yourself with socks uh healthcare products and then also she puts in there like, like a five ten or twenty dollars I'm like only a celebrity can afford to put a twenty dollar bill and a bunch of stuff to hang out but it, but then it shows her going out and handing one out now I I pointed out I said they only show her like hand one to one person and it's very quick and you don't really see the person's face. Cause I think it's exploitative when you show stuff like that. It is. Uh, and I'm not like, it used to be that I'm not a huge fan of that, but now I kind of come from the point of view. Like if they're doing it, Should I really be, I'm just judging the, you know, whether they get something back out of it. But a lot of times we talk about how the whole point of like a capitalist society is that you improve other people's lives and improve your own at the same time. How very different is it if it's just random acts of kindness, if you're just using it to gain
3: social currency rather than physical currency? I mean, just, uh, just, I just see it as atonement, you know? Yes. So obviously he doesn't care. And in, no one cares. In the families, but
1: the families do care. So that's what it says. Trevor Scott, uh, this says, quit using charity to polish your image. World families want Judge to shut him up. I don't know if I believe that the judge should what do you be mean, shut him that's, up. So it says uh, a spokesperson for Travis, uh, Mayor uh, Stephanie Rawlings, Blake tells us, Hilliard bog- uh, Hilliard's bogus allegations fly in the face of logic. Travis's support of charitable causes has been ongoing for years to help underprivileged youth uh, graduate without debt, explore creative fields, and overcome mental health challenges. So it says, Travis Scott's announcement about his new charitable project is a blatant attempt to clean up his image after the Astroworld tragedy, at least according to some of the plaintiffs who want the judge to stop him from tooting his own horn so then we get into the idea of like is he tooting his own horn
3: or is he just making an announcement Mm -hmm. i think it's a little bit of both to be completely honest i mean we're not if they're if they're talking about like an impending lawsuit and then maybe in the lawsuits like your honor mr scott is actually there's billions of dollars he's being sued for like billions of dollars So it says I, I don't know why he, like he should be on on the end for like all those bailings like shouldn't like the event organizers they're, they're, it's like counters like them uh, Live
1: Nation or whoever's doing like promoted the show yeah. are on the are on the it hook as well hook. I assumed he would have like insurance against something like mm-hmm. this. yeah and then they're like. Whoever was in security, the security company. So it says the family of Ezra Blount, the nine-year-old who was killed at the Astroworld in the Astroworld crush, are pissed about Travis Scott launching his Project Heal initiative, or at least they don't think he should be allowed to publicize it through the media. As reported, Travis Scott announced this week he'd be pouring $5 million into several charitable efforts. Hannah Claire pointed out, she goes, that's low. Like $5 million for him is not a lot. I take the opinion that uh, that's a lot of money. Uh, it's a lot of money for us. <laughs> but it's like, I'm also one of those people, like I hate uh, when people say stuff like that uh, online because a lot of times it's like, when is it ever enough no, that, to, that's, to most people? No, I I'm think saying, I'm saying it's it's a, a lot of money. It's, I think it's, it's less money. Uh, it, it makes it seem less like a guilty conscience and more like it's just a general effort. Whereas I feel like if it was a guilty conscience and he was really trying to sway public opinion, it would have been a much larger number.
3: I actually do. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. I'm not saying whether either of those is right or wrong. Giving any amount of money is amazing. Can we look at his
3: net worth? Because if it's, it's like 20 million up? and he just gave five.
2: Travis like, Scott? Yeah. yeah, look
1: up uh, what his uh, what his net worth is. Okay. Uh, So it says Ezra's father and mother have filed documents uh, asking a judge to amend the gag order put in place last month to specifically block Travis from making such announcements, which they feel will taint the potential jury pool in, in their lawsuits against Travis. So they want to stop him from influencing public opinion about him. They can't do that. Well, uh, they said there was already a gag order against him. So it says, the dad, uh, Tristan Blount, uh, calls Project Heal nothing more than a highly sophisticated marketing campaign. I mean, he po- is... He's absolutely right. Uh-huh. He, he's not wrong about that. It says he points out that, uh, Where did I, I just lost my place. He points out that Travis and his team issued a Look At Me press release to all TV and media in Harris County, Texas, the exact place from which the jury will be selected. That is very calculating. It's not like he just released it to TMZ to go worldwide. He literally, what's up? It's hilarious he, yeah. He literally released it very uh calculatingly, is calculatingly a word? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh I said, maybe, maybe Uh, it's a very calculated move to release it in Harris, Texas, right where they're going to pick the jury for the trial. Mm -hmm. So it says, uh, here's a twist though. Travis's legal team feels it's Blount's attorney who violated the gag order by publicly disparaging Travis for project heal In their response. They say Travis was merely continuing his long history of giving back to his hometown. And they're not wrong about that either because we did a deep dive. And did you find out what his net worth was?
2: Yeah. Um, this is updated seven days ago, 60 mils still.
1: Okay. I mean,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. that's, that's, and that's not including assets. That's not including, uh, I mean those, in those numbers are always, Tim said those are always low. Oh really? Tim said those are almost always off, uh, by a low amount. So, um, we did like a deep dive. He's got a very long history of philanthropy in that area. Uh, uh, like they listed it was like it was uh, foundations for art for the arts uh, helping kids graduate high school without debt stuff exactly what they're talking about here uh, so it's not like it's new it's just the timing but when would the timing be better
3: listen i mean it's I, literally I don't, an unanswerable question in any celebrity charity it's tax exemptions and like pr this is pr he's entitled to do it and i mean your kid shouldn't have been there anyway. Who who's ever's parents? So, yeah, like, I like, mean,
1: there's a big question as to whether a nine year old should be at yeah, uh, so. a festival like that. But it, it doesn't make the tragedy. Any, it doesn't make it any less tragic, and it doesn't make the dad any less angry. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Like, it doesn't.
3: But like, um...
2: well, also you have to remember that Astro World it made over uh, fifty three point five million. That okay,
1: year. And, we, and we don't know what his yeah. cut of that uh, of that. Uh, event was mm-hmm. what Travis got cut of that event was. However, Blunt's attorney characterized it as Travis trying to take a look at me. I'm a, it's saying, look at me. I'm a good guy. Ezra's family and other plaintiffs want the gag order to block all parties in this, in the case, not just the lawyers from making public comments that could sway the jury pool. Alternatively, they want the judge to lift the gag order altogether. So everyone's on a level playing field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so they want either everyone to be able to say everything or nobody to say anything. But isn't the
3: gag order that they can't talk about the, the, Case, the case itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this is whatever. This is charity that's conveniently located.
1: <laughs> <laughs> conveniently located for all your jury tainting needs. Really? That, it's very, so it says Travis defends five million dollar project heel after PR stunt backlash from Astro World's victims families. And I'm sure they saw this coming a mile away. They knew the families would be very angry uh at him trying to you know raise his public profile. So it says, uh, Travis has defended his new project, Heal, after facing backlash from the families of asteroid World, Astro World Festival's youngest victim. On Tuesday, March 8th, the Cactus Jack rapper launched the $5 million Philanthropic and Safety Initiative, offering scholarships to historically black colleges and universities, students, and mental health resources to young people, as well as funding a task force for addressing safety challenges at large-scale events. That feels very, like, specific and uh, in line with, like, almost... An admission of guilt. Mm-hmm. Like, why would he be giving money to a, an initiative about safety at large events if he wasn't feeling guilty, or at least wasn't trying to address the concerns that people had for what happened at this event? It's a hundred percent for that.
3: Yes. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone can argue it with a straight face. Like, oh, he had other cha- other charities. Sure. No, my
1: well, my question is not is like is we know that that's what it's for. It's like, I was like, does that make it bad? No. I don't think it makes it bad it just makes it what it, it is. It is what it is, huh? Exactly.
3: That's like It's not good either. It's
1: a lot like of a lot of neutral. what we talk about in the world
3: is like it's not good it's not bad it just neutral is. I mean, yeah. I mean it sh- if it's not a huge laundering money laundering scheme, scene, yeah. then Maybe it'll do some good. Then you, know? you then you judge it by uh th-
1: then then it gets into the the very very disturbing idea of judging it by the people it helps versus the people it hurts. The people that benefit from this charity will say it's the greatest thing ever, and that you know he made a mistake. The people that don't benefit from it. Could you know and uh, take the victim side uh, from the event? Will say that
3: it's some type of scheme. Mm -hmm. So it's really a perspective issue. The people are going to benefit is like the if it's a non profit, the non profit employees. Yeah, like non profits (laughs) are like reprehensible and like very seldom actually help at all. I pointed out
1: in the last one. I said I I, when we did this, I said I'm more (laughs) likely to want to give money to a homeless person on the street, not knowing what they're going to do with it. Uh, than I am to a charity that I have to research for 50 Same. to 75 hours just to know where a quarter of the money goes to. Uh, I, at least I know that I gave it to that person knowing that he might or might not use the money correctly. Uh, but he, it's still his choice. Right. If I give it to a charity, I have no idea where that goes. And that just lines the pockets of people. It theoretically lines the pockets of people who are, f- uh, using, uh, the shield of a good cause, to uh benefit themselves typically what happens so it's just this is one of those things where i feel bad for all parties involved because there's no right or wrong answer he was in the what happened at the it's just tragedy
3: and tragedy very rarely comes out with a happy ending i only feel bad for the child Yep. Uh, parents uh oof i was about to say a word Yep. uh parents can take that word and read it from my mind and it's for them and like travis Scott, you're an opportunist piece of s and like whatever you know it is, it is what it is what it is it's like like you said i mean i don't know yeah so later on wednesday scott's spokesperson stephanie rawlings blake
1: called it a shameful and beyond cynical that hilliard would accuse mr scott of violating a court order that he has uh, and when he has nothing to do of that of the wait wait when he hasn't done nothing of the kind so uh, of course the lawyer speak is hyperbolic and over the top mm-hmm. he's done nothing of the kind and that is shameful of you uh, she added it is also disappointing that Mr. Hill and Mr. Hilliard I, I forget so Robert Hilliard is the lawyer for the the child's family. Yeah. So I when when I say Hilliard says she added it is also disappointing that Mr. Hilliard would attack Project Heal, a series of philanthropic gestures designed to give students and young people a leg up and to help Tra- and, and a leg up on Travis Scott's image. She didn't actually say that. I said that. Yes. Uh I I I added just a, just a tiny bit there.
2: It made it sound better. Pops yes. to Brett.
1: Yeah, uh, it made it sound more honest. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, Project Heal is a continuation of Scott's longstanding, uh, longstanding work, including academic scholarships and creative design projects for underprivileged students. Like I imagine, like you know who who would who would suffer the most from having something like this happen? Hmm. Keanu Reeves. Oh. Imagine a dude who does all that good and is all that is really nice, and then something bad happens, and then after that, every nice thing he was already doing, and he just keeps doing gets questioned for motive because now he just does nice stuff all the time for people because he's a nice dude. Mm-hmm. But imagine you're kind of like just a nice dude. And then something like this happens. Now you're no longer a nice dude. You're opportunistic.
3: I, I don't think he, he'd get like the, the feedback this guy's getting because like apparently he, he's had a history of like his concerts being a little loosey. goosey. Yes. If mm-hmm. You know what? I wink, wink, wink. Um, and like this, like the I don't know, man. Like footage seldom lies, and this footage was like, yeah, yep. like him absolutely like looking and like I don't know. It was it was a very dark and disgusting moment. Um, I think pretty much everyone that's involved in this is dark and disgusting. And mm-hmm. honestly, um, more than anything, I just want to see how it ends. Yep. I you know? well, let's just say like I don't know if
1: something like this rarely ends with some type of big crescendo. It's going to be like he's going to agree to pay some large sum yeah. of money out of court. Uh, and they'll move on from there. Ka- Kanye is still ho- having him at his festivals, which I-, I actually applaud Kanye for not just turning on him. You know, if, he- if they're friends... Uh, and you don't just turn on your friends because they're uh, culturally radioactive because nobody actually cares what happened at this event. They just get, none of these producers care. None of these uh, event organizers care that he's radioactive or th- that he did something that hurt people. They care that the public cares yeah. mm-hmm. that, this, that he did something that hurts people. Yeah. And that's kind of the way of the world in that industry. You're not sorry. You're just caught. Exactly. So I guess we will we'll see where it goes. But it's, there really is no, uh, no good outcome for something like this, but I did find it interesting that both sides are kind of throwing things back and forth as far as hyperbolic meanings as to what they think he uh he meant by his tra- his uh his charity because it's very clearly for public relations concerns but it also does that make it awful in its entirety I don't think
3: so and I think it's a significant amount of money it's um... I mean, apparently not to Hannah Clark, she must be loaded well there... it isn't nothing <laughs>
2: Maybe, maybe Perhaps. Hannah Claire is loaded, and we don't know about it. That, that could, that could be. Mm-hmm. But all right,
3: investigate all right. Hannah Claire.
2: Oh, Hannah Claire is our new <laughs> celebrity case.
3: Get on it, FBI. <laughs> we, we're gonna, we're going to
1: need you to look into that for us. We're going to need you to look into that.
2: Okay, let me search up Hannah Claire Brimlow. Okay, our guess.
1: All right, so 2023, uh Johnny Depp to make a huge return. An in insider says hmm. this is. Very interesting because I want to go, I have about five articles pulled up and they're all on the tablets there. I want to talk about why it's necessary for this dude to have a comeback at all, Mm. right? So it says uh, 2023 Johnny Depp to make a huge return. So Johnny Depp will reportedly make a huge return uh, to the big screen in 2023 with a highly anticipated blockbuster sequel. Could it be Pirates of the Caribbean? We have no idea. People are uh, people are starting <laughs> to talk about Johnny Depp again, and in a very positive way. Uh, I do like how this article is like all in on Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Like that exclamation it's mark! That exclamation mark is just like we love Johnny Depp. Hollywood producers and other agencies are reportedly excited to work with the actor again, and are confident he will win his case against ex-wife Amber Heard. I mean, I don't know why they'd be. Pot- Why they would be so confident about that, given the fact that she, like you know, he lost the libel lawsuit against mm-hmm. uh, the daily, what, what was the Daily Caller? Or it makes a lot oh. of claims too. Yep. So it says, not only are big studios like Warner Brothers far- finally starting to realize how much money they could potentially lose if they continuously back Amber Heard and her slanderous campaign against her beloved Hollywood actor husband, uh, but now they're very excited about the prospect of working with the 50 year old actor again. See, I have a theory that this writer has a bunch of pictures of Johnny Depp in their room,
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and they're, they're angling <laughs> for a
3: meeting perhaps that's okay. Hey, it, it's just quite a sentence. I, I just, I love it. If so they continuously back Amber heard in her slanderous <laughs> campaign, I guess her beloved Hollywood actor, husband,
1: I, so, no, a better sentence probably would have a, a more credible, a more fair sentence would have probably have been our, uh, are uh, more excited about working with Johnny Depp again. Not, not working with Amber, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so it's like, it should be more about how they want to work with him. How not, how they want her to fail.
3: Slander.
1: Slanderous. So it says not too long ago, mainstream media tried to convince us that Johnny Depp's career as an actor was over. And although the fear and loathing, and lo- I do like the misprint here of Las Vegas, L O S. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, Didn't make too many Hollywood films after being slandered by his compulsively lying ex-wife. Wow. Uh, he kept pushing the envelope for independent foreign cinema and started in several, Critic- starred in several critic- critically acclaimed films, so uh I do want to point out that I acknowledge the I love the hyperbole and the one sidedness of this article. It's excellent, but we're gonna go through like <laughs> it's the, why it's funny because the the articles from both sides are kind of insane.
3: All it's missing is literally calling her like a poopy face.
1: <laughs> poopy face Which Amber Heard. They should have done that. Well, given what she did on Johnny Depp's bed, that, that would have made complete sense. Uh. All right. Uh, the, the word on the street is that several big studios have, but I want to know what the word on the street is. If it's just a guy who like, like he's like heard him say that like outside of this website's office, mm-hmm. uh the the word on the street is that several big studios have personally reached out to Depp and apologized while expressing their interest in working with him again in the near future. Johnny Depp will make a huge return to Hollywood cinema in 2023. He's already been in talks with a major studio to reprise one of his most famous roles of all time. They spelled roles wrong. Our souls. Our souls told us roles. Uh, role. Yes. Uh, the source could not disclose any more information, but rumors of Johnny Depp returning as Jack Sparrow for one final hurrah in the Pirates of the Caribbean have recently been making their rounds in the Hollywood Hills. Okay. Now I want to say the reason I brought this up is because when I found this article recently was right around the time. Fantastic Beasts three uh, trailer came out, which where he's conspicuously yeah. missing out. Uh-huh. and uh, Mads Mikkelsen is involved. And I got to thinking about like all the stuff that got said about him. And I had to go back through because what happens a lot of times in situations like, this when it gets so hyperbolic if you become kind of uh you gaslight yourself i'm like maybe it wasn't so bad going the other way so i found this uh this original article from amber heard Or about Amber Heard says, uh, so remember the first article was about, it was Amber Heard wrote a, like an op-ed in a magazine talking about how she was abused, Mm -hmm. right? But then this one, uh, this is an article from the Daily Mail. uh, This is from 2019 or 2020, uh, where is it down here? 2020. Uh, Exclusive. I can't promise I won't get physical again. I get so mad, I lose it. Listen, as Amber Heard admits to hitting ex-husband Johnny Depp and pelting him with pots, pans, vases, in an explosive audio confession. So, you are initially uh, when when these stories are released, you are made to believe that one side is the good guy and one side is the bad guy because mm-hmm. that's the easiest narrative to sell. In these situations that one guy is very good and one guy is very bad. I call the Marvelification uh, of media, meaning that it has to be this very clean cut, simple story of good and evil. And when we know that this is not what this is,
3: it's simple, really,
1: we've talked about the hot, crazy scale, but this isn't even that necessarily. This is a really, really toxic relationship in which both people are horrible for each other. It's just (laughs) happening in the
3: public eye. So, all, all this to make like a super lukewarm movie, The Rum Diaries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, he was, he was be like, ugh, like shaking his fist to like the skies the day he heard about that movie. Amber Heard admits to hitting
1: ex uh, husband Johnny Depp and pelting him with pots and pans and vases in an explosive audio confession obtained exclusively by the Daily Mail. The Aquaman actress, plus, she's still in Aquaman, too. Mm hmm. Which is coming out this year. Uh, She's 33, opens up about her, she's gotta be 35 now, opened up about her violent tantrums in a series of taped conversations that a strange couple made in 2015 as they tried to talk through their marriage problems. I'm sorry that I didn't uh, uh, hit you across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. I was not punching you, babe. You're not punched. Heard tells Depp, attempting to downplay her outburst that previous evening. <laughs> I, I do. I, I do want to admit that the Daily Mail is being very fair here, like not just making him seem like the bad guy because mm-hmm. he uh, he had his own problems when with the the. Websites that I think it was the son that he sued uh, and they, you know, they made him out to be a liar that nothing bad could have happened to him. He's a guy. What what, what bad could have happened to this guy? Right. Says so she warns the 56 year old nominee. You poke an animal enough. It isn't. And it eventually it doesn't matter how friendly it is. It's not cool. The troubling episode is one of numerous clashes the couple argue over during the informal two-hour therapy session recorded consensually on Heard's cell phone and and supplied to the Daily Mail by a well-placed source. I would love to know who that source was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Heard is an ambassador for women's rights, an outspoken domestic violence advocate, taunts Depp for fleeing the late-night dust-up, telling him, You are such a baby. Grow the F up, Johnny. Okay, so the next one is amber heard mocks johnny depp uh heard uh, no one will believe you see how many people believe you listen as amber heard scoffs at johnny depp for claiming he's a domestic violence victim suggesting court would take her aside because she's a slender woman in an explosive audio release so it's the same thing right now we're gonna pull this back because this is already ridiculous she's admitted this on audio and then we go back to johnny depp's problem this is the problem he has where Paul Bettany's text to Johnny Depp released talking about burning, drowning and defiling Amber. Heard. Oh
3: my God.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Christ. So remember he's going to come back this year. Oh my God. And, and there's a reason why I think this, it really doesn't matter what you say or do. It matters who's on your side. So it says the Avengers and what, uh, why didn't, when you read these texts, I want to know why this actor who just had one division came out, come out this year, why he wasn't in trouble for the stuff that was said in these text messages. OK, so it says the Avengers and Division actor Paul Bettany appears to believe his chilling, his chilling decades old message to exchange with friend Johnny Depp in which uh, appears to be uh, to believe his chilling decades old message exchange with friend Johnny Depp in which the actors debated burning, drowning and defiling the latter's ex-wife Amber Heard was taken out of context. And he's right. He's actually right. When you have uh, an exchange of this level of vulgarity, they are very clearly not making a plan. Mm -hmm. They are uh, escalating their own uh, hyperbole to the point of insanity. Which is clearly a result of them both being frustrated, or right. at least Johnny Depp being frustrated, and his friend kind of reciprocating in kind uh, in the conversation. So it's, the frightening, ex- the fright, and I love how this site is all in on Amber Heard. The frightening exchange—it's <gasps> very frightening to text message someone. Uh, uh, th- well, it can be. Can you look up um, for a, uh, uh, for a favor of me? Look up Army Hammer. Um, Texts or text messages about Army Hammer's cancellation. That's A-R-M-I-E, Hammer. And just look up the stuff, and I want you to read off some of the stuff that he said.
3: And I'm going to ask you why he got canceled as well. It's crazy how they both have, like, infinite amount of, like, stuff on the other. Yes, (laughs) it never ends. They're both just wilding (laughs) out 24-7, and the other one's still spying on them. So it says,
1: uh, the frightening exchange, uh, which was revealed in the aforementioned trial in 2020, began when Depp said Bettany a message that read, let's burn Amber. Fun. Bettany responded, having thought it through, I don't think we should burn Amber. She's delightful company and easy on the eye.
2: Okay. Oh. Um,
1: plus, <laughs> plus, I'm not sure she's a witch. We could, of course, try the English course of action in these predicaments. We do a drowning test. Oh my God. Thoughts? Depp replied, let's drown her before we burn her. I will F her burnt corpse uh, afterwards to make sure she's dead. Um,
2: that's wild. And I just read a couple of text messages that, <laughs> that are more wild. That, uh, the more
1: army more hammer wild. ones? Yeah. Okay, so tell me what the army hammer ones Um. Uh,
2: well, which one do you want? Because there's Send ones-
1: me the link in Slack. Mm-hmm. And I will. uh, So, but but my question for all this is: is Johnny Depp's having his comeback this year, right? Why didn't any of these other people? I mean, and then Army Hammer gets canceled for the same things. He's not being allowed in. Why is this guy getting off? Why does Amber Heard get off? Why does some people? Why are some people allowed to act vile, say vile things, and not face repercussions from the media? Or for some reason, maybe some of the media covers it, but it just never catches.
3: Because who's Paul Bet- Bettany? Anyway, also, you know? did you send it?
2: Um. Also, that one that I just sent you. That's from um, twenty twenty-one. So yeah, but that's I'm, last year, and it's kind of disturbing. Yeah, but I'm saying this is my point. Like, why
1: is it that some of it gets attention, some of it doesn't? Mm-hmm. So it says, uh, uh not Army Hammer got can't like he is like persona non grata. He was in Death on the Nile, which just came out this year, and he would have been like he ends up being. Spoiler alert! If you have not seen Death on the Nile, he's <laughs> one of the. Again, spoiler alert. Fast forward five sec, uh, a minute. He's one of the killers in a in a murder mystery.
3: How and, dare you?
1: And no, and the, but the thing is, they completely downplay <laughs> in the trailers. They literally go out of their way not to show him. Uh, he's barely included. Like when they list the names of all the actors in the ensemble cast, he's on the last page of actors. Even though uh, when the first trailer came out, he was one of the first because he was a bigger name. Uh, it says, Army Hammer continues to deal with considerable fallout from his alleged cannibal DMs in which he described a series of vicious and spurious attacks. Uh, Army has been co- has completed his rehab after nine months of treatment following shocking accusations of rape and cannibalistic sexual desires.
2: Mm-hmm. He's so, into voyeurism. Like, war.
1: Voyeurism. Uh, a woman claiming she previously involved with Army has revealed screenshots of their alleged exchange via Instagram. The actors allegedly wrote in one message, I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you.
3: I mean,
1: I need to drink your blood. The Instagram user said in another exchange, I'm going to be so naughty and kinky with you. Uh, Okay. So I'm just saying, and he gets canceled for this and other accusations against him. But then the other guy just gets left alone to, to be whatever he is, uh, without, and we're going to go back to this now. So it says, uh, so, Betney, it says uh, in December. Betney said, "I think it's a really difficult subject to talk about, and I think I just, I just pour fuel on the fire." He he told the the Independent. Uh, Despite his publicist efforts to redirect the conversation, it continued to discuss the court case's release of years old private conversations between him and Depp. Him and Depp. I just want to know why I had never, like, I never heard of this part of it about him, and I'm fairly plugged into the media. This is mm-hmm. Johnny Depp's friend, essentially, like trying, like. But he's a big actor. Paul Bettany's a big, I mean, WandaVision, he's a very big actor in England, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, we go back here to the second article and it says, comments uh, for Johnny Depp will likely see actor return due to contract for Pirates of the Caribbean 6. So uh, these people, if you look at all of the uh, um, comments on this stuff, they love him. Like, Johnny Depp is beloved by people. Uh, He still goes to hospitals and does all of these visits where he dresses up as Jack Sparrow and all this stuff, which is, uh, you know, it, it, he's very well known for that. Now I think he'll be remembered as this character forever more than any of his other roles. Personally, I think blow is his best. No,
3: no. Nope.
1: Uh, I don't even uh,
2: remember what that was. Okay.
1: Um, so Johnny Depp has been in the center of the pirates of the Caribbean franchise for quite some time now. What's so eating Gilbert grape. That De- 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 was, was that him? Yeah. It was, okay. I uh, what am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of uh, a curious case of Benjamin button. That was not him. Um, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise for quite some time now, so much so that the films have been, seem to now revolve around him. Well, yeah, they're his movies. Uh, after five movies and a ton of financial revenue at the box office and multiple Disney attractions, the guests coming, uh, that have kept the guests coming back for more, Johnny Depp has truly made his claim on the role. Recently, we have discussed in great detail, Disney has parted ways with Depp. Now, here's what I think is going to happen. Do you guys remember, um, Miracle? We've talked about this before, when comments came out about. Um, James Gunn said a bunch of like really creepy stuff on Twitter like oh 10 years God. ago mm-hmm. and they fired him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went over and he worked for DC and he made the suicide squad and then he made Peacemaker. And then Disney quietly hired him back to finish guardians of the galaxy after the hubbub died down. Yeah. So perhaps they wait and then he just gets rehired for this down the line. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's what they get. Cause they want to do like a female reboot of this oh. with Margot Robbie in lead. Oh. No,
2: I don't have faith in it.
1: <clears throat> no faith in that.
2: She has to be a wench. If she's not a wench. I'm quitting.
1: Miracle loves the term wench.
2: <laughs> well, it, no, Hannah Claire does. Uh, wench is pretty good. Yep. Yeah, she's like it's better than saying bitch because bitch is a little bit stronger, but wench. Mm-hmm. Nobody can really get mad at it.
3: The curious case of. The B word there. Yes
2: mm-hmm.
3: So it says When the news was announced
1: That he was fired It says Petitions were formed To keep Depp in the role Since then Some have said They're going to boycott The franchise Especially the one It was announced That Margot Robbie Would be taking over A similar leadership Jack Sparrow role In the female led spin-off of the franchise That gets into the fact That female reboots Of franchises That already exist Are very rarely successful Yeah available. but
3: mm-hmm. imagine How much people Like Johnny Depp That they're mad about Like absolute Dime piece movie. I know <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I don't want to see Really really attractive Margot Robbie play a pirate no I, <laughs> I want to see Johnny I, exactly so I just think this is interesting the selective enforcement of these industries uh, because when your job is literally to be a public figure your image should be priority number one Mm -hmm. but when you're in a bad relationship it's not like you can really focus on that because you're too busy dealing with the bad relationship and i just thought that this was uh it was interesting to me why some people it's enforced and some people it's not in the unequal enforcement in an age where everyone's obsessed with equality i find very very questionable
3: yeah i mean it just goes to show what happens when you get married just out of lust
1: yeah bad idea bad idea my friend marigold don't do it
3: what? She just ends up pooping in your bed. What? <laughs> Go ahead and tell Miracle all about that. Well, Miracle, when a man loves a woman and a woman doesn't love a man, she poops in his bed. That's what Amber Heard did to Depp. I know,
2: De- I know this, but what? Why? 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 You guys don't believe I don't know, you in tell love we're first back time? at that we're
1: back at that conversation about the hot crazy scale. I know, yeah, but you guys I'd don't... love to know why I took
3: she had some bits.
2: I know. Well, you guys not. Did you ever do that no. to
3: establish dominance, Miracle?
2: No, no, that's I think, gross. I think she could. No, that's gross. She
3: could, but she wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like she has the potential to, but
2: like, you to if, if somebody to.
1: angered her enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, she could do that. I believe that's so. true.
2: I, I haven't hit my anger point yet.
1: Well, you said you were angry this week. Are you there yet? No. <laughs> Careful. No,
2: I just want You're like... just
1: physical violence angry, not mm. okay. That makes okay. Yeah, sense. because
2: like. That's again funny. like a random woman walked up to charlie and yelled at him accusing him of calling another woman a bitch for no reason so i i i got i got some words for her okay i got some words for her and also i didn't appreciate it that my neighbor was watching me while i was getting my mail outside her window do you yeah.
3: know where her bed's located
2: yeah it's right next to my bedroom hmm
3: Well, we all know Amber Heard could tell you what to do there. All the pieces are falling (laughs) in line, Brett. (laughs) Perfect.
2: Yeah. um, But, yeah, I I just don't appreciate it. Again, like, I'm not stealing a meal. But have you
1: ever been mad enough Mm -hmm. to to poop in somebody else's bed? That's the question. No. Okay, perfect. Good. You'll you'll get there. Keep that energy. That is fantastic.
2: But I am pissed off. Somebody keeps on, like, uh, flattening charlie's tires they keep on putting a nail in the same exact spot really yeah and i don't know who it is and i still think it's the same girl over
3: here in this area
2: no it's in pa like he never had a flat tire until he started dating me
1: so it's you which is what you're saying is that you have a split personality
2: i've never done this before i've never done this before but no I think it's the same chick that yelled at him for no goddamn reason that's flattening his tires, and I have some words for her. A
1: couple of times. I would like to yeah. know what those words are.
2: Oh no, we can't see it on YouTube. It's not PC.
3: Okay. Well, that
1: date
2: has to be my PR agent after that. I will. Yeah, we gotta do a You'll lot. You'll go of- to
3: jail, but I'll be your PR agent. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so miracle, miracle has words. Uh, like- I
2: have some words
1: so it's okay so just just don't ever be don't ever be Amber Heard angry you'll be all right.
2: well I don't know I have been angry just not to the point where because she has to sit over his bed for a long time I don't know how long it takes Uh, you guys to like plop it out wow what an episode (laughs) you brought it up but imagine you have to take a bunch of fibers and like okay we're moving on We're, we're done imagine that
3: I,
1: okay,
2: and I, like what I, I don't, I don't want to
1: yep. imagine we're, that we're moving on. That was gross. All right. Well, you're the <laughs> one who
2: brought it up. Yeah, no, but, I'm just asking the questions like how long did it take? Okay, we're moving
1: that? on. All right. <laughs> Mar- uh, parent TV Council blast Disney for Disney Plus for adding mature content like Daredevil and the Punisher. This I could have seen from like two miles uh, away that somebody would be mad about mm-hmm. this. I, I don't know.
3: Did, did you did you think that this would be something that would happen? Must everything be a hundred percent tailored to like the whims of like people? Yes. Okay, well then The question is no who point gets to, to make. who gets to decide uh, you know who gets
1: tailored to who you know, what gets tailored to whom for a platform as big as Disney Plus? There's a good quote there, but I mean Which like- part? I mean, let's get in it. Okay, so uh, so it says uh, Parents uh, Television and Media Council, the PTC, has condemned Disney Plus. That's big language right there Mm -hmm. uh, for its decision to stream TV MA and R rated content, like Netflix has dared. uh, Defender shows. I do love how they call them Netflix's shows, even though they're not now no longer on Netflix. They're on. Disney, mm-hmm. uh, they will forever be known. Nobody will ever look at these characters and think of them as the Disney Mar, as Disney Marvel. These guys will forever be Netflix Marvel right. until they recast them. So the Parents Television and Media Council, the PTC, has criticized Disney Plus ahead of the debut of Daredevil, The Punisher, and Netflix produced Marvel TV shows on the streaming service platform on March sixteenth. All Six Defenders Universe shows, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, The Punisher, Luke Cage, Iron Fist and The Defenders are rated TV-MA for mature audiences only and thus are unsuitable for children. This does not sit well with the PTC who last week slammed HBO's Euphoria as well, calling it grossly irresponsible mm-hmm. for its graphic depiction of nudity, drug use and child abuse. Um this is one of those weird things where now we're getting back into like puritanical of early eighties and nineties conservative media groups who uh, who didn't want you reading Harry
3: Potter because they thought you'd become oh a devil God. worshiper. Yeah. I wonder if the writer know that they also got cold sandwiches in the set of Euphoria. That is very very sad.
1: They they were treated very poorly on the set. Of... God, tell everybody please what we're talking about.
3: Um, uh, it's a previous episode we were talking about how it's actually like some PA's production. Yeah, it was per... like, no, it's like it was background extras. uh, And background extras were complaining about uh, in Euphoria had like horrible working conditions where they would have to work 16-hour days and eat, and I quote, cold food. (laughs) Cold food. So it says Disney Plus previously didn't have any content rated higher than PG-13, which contributed
1: to its family-friendly appeal. That makes perfect sense to me. When I think of Disney, I I don't think of uh, R-rated stuff. I just don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know for years they've owned R-rated, like they've made R-rated movies through like subsidiary yeah uh, they own porn. production
3: companies. I what? Wait, what? Yeah. Disney owns porn companies.
1: Who Which ones? I
3: don't know. I don't know them by name. But oh,
1: we're gonna have to fact check that
3: off air. i No, it now. no, you're not searching that on my
1: computer. You're gonna, you're gonna avoid that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll fact check off air. Uh, but uh, if you, if he's wrong, guys, leave it in the comments. I'm not. Disney Plus previ- <laughs> uh, previously didn't have any content rated higher than PG-13. The PTC recently cautioned the company against adding mature content, saying it would destroy your brand. In a statement addressed to Disney, Tim Winter, president of the PTC, said exactly this: For more than 98 years the Walt Disney Company has been synonymous with the words family-friendly, and I, think, uh, and I can think of no other corporation in American history that has been built more squarely on the backs and on the wallets of parents and families. The company's eponymous platform, Disney+, Plus, logically marketed itself as a family-friendly streaming service, and parents have placed their trust in Disney to deliver just that. It seems wildly off-brand for Disney to add TVMA and R-rated programming to this platform, ostensibly to increase subscription revenue. So what comes next? adding live striptease performances in Fantasyland Disney World. Maybe. Okay, A-plus for the hyperbole there, dude. Yeah, for but real. But what I'm saying is, like, what is considered PG-13 now and what was considered PG-13 in the 80s are vastly different. Mm-hmm. If you look at movies back then, uh, my, my favorite, okay, it's not a PG-13 movie, but RoboCop was absolutely marketed to kids, okay? There was toys <laughs> for RoboCop, and RoboCop is an extremely violent movie. All right. So it's not like kids in the back of the day didn't see stuff like this. Uh, So... isn't there a parental block or something? And that's yeah. something like all of these problems are very easily fixed yeah. with parental controls.
2: Or you, you can just upload all of them on Hulu and market it only to the adults.
1: Exactly. This, it, would have been, it would have made way more sense for them to put all of these shows on Hulu and as like their uh, Disney Plus or be, their uh, TVMA superheroes or yeah. the Defenders block of, of Hulu. But because... is Disney
3: Plus marketed for children?
2: Um, no, it's marketed to whole, the whole family. So right. everybody can have it. Like if you watch their recent commercial, it's called the Disney Bundle. So you get Disney Plus, Hulu, and um, ESPN. Yes. And basically that's for the sports um, lovers, like obviously. And then Hulu – They didn't really talk about Hulu because like Hulu is kinda in that weird void. I don't know
1: how much stock they own in Hulu, but they Mm -hmm. own I think they own most of Hulu.
2: They do. And it's kinda weird because like um if you wanna watch like the new seasons of The Simpsons, all the um season thirty-three is available on Hulu and like new episodes are popping out there. But then if you wanna watch season one through thirty-two, it's available on Disney Plus.
1: Same thing's true now with South Park, like new episodes of South Park are on peak.
2: Peacock? Yeah, it's oh, on Peacock. Or, no,
1: it's not Peacock. Is it uh HBO Max? No, HBO Max is the old season.
2: No, the new ones are coming out right now.
1: Okay, then that got changed. Because mm-hmm. remember, we were looking for the, the new special, like the pandemic special, and it yeah, wasn't down there. That at any one point. was
2: kind of weird, but um the new episodes okay. of the season came out on Hulu. Um not Hulu, HBO Max, and I just watched it. I didn't like this new one because they adopted teenagers <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> So
1: I don't think this ruins Disney's reputation. I think Disney's doing plenty to destroy their reputation on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think adding uh, arguably much better content than a lot of the stuff they make, uh, i.e. daredevil, adding that is not going to hurt them hurt their image of anything. I think it helps them. Mm-hmm. Uh, while, Disney, while we applaud Disney Plus for improving their parental controls, the mere presence of TV, MA, and R-rated content violates the trust of families and may well turn them off entirely. It is your job to make sure your kids are not watching stuff they're not supposed to be watching. It is not mm-hmm. Disney's job, your job.
2: Well, also kids are very clever. They know how to get around it because <laughs>
1: yeah. they're really just mad that the like the de- the guy who wrote this is like my kid knows how to use the potential the parental controls better than I do.
2: Well, also if your kids are smart enough, because you know how you can choose different accounts in the yeah. beginning, they can just choose your account and Dude, watch it.
3: Your kid. When he's done watching whatever, like Disney's Puppies Adventure, mm-hmm. he goes to Twitch and watches Amaranth suck a microphone for yeah.
2: $1,000. That video It's done. And uses <laughs>
3: you your know? credit card to do it. Yeah. Like, he sent her a donation say, Bob's, please, like- dad i need to dono for real (laughs) so it says uh
1: i i I just love like this is like it's so old school it's so 90s and puritanical i love it it's like i feel like i'm going to be lectured about magic from about harry potter and told that uh uh rock and roll is how the devil gets inside me i can't Mm -hmm. wait to be a boomer yeah well we're on our way man
2: we're not technically boomers
1: we know (laughs) miracle. wow yeah okay uh the, the, may well turn it's them a lifestyle off. so remember <laughs> uh, so remember having ma and r-rated content violates the trust that families and may well turn them off entirely there is no need for disney plus to compete with the explicit content on other streaming platforms again TV no, MA is not explicit content. It's just like kind of edgy adult uh, content for a. Uh, it's not explicit. Should mean something completely different.
2: I mean,
3: uh, MA is like the highest rating, no?
1: Uh, yes, uh,
3: but uh, but for TV though, but TV MA is not audience, the same sorry. thing. Yeah, uh,
1: Disney is already a competitive adva- at a competitive advantage with a streaming platform that is safest. Uh, that is the safest one out there for families. It's foray into TV MA. R-rated uh, fair will forever tarnish its family friendly crown. It's mm-hmm. very sad. Yeah. I wonder if this means they're going to end up consolidating down and moving everything from Hulu into Disney Plus. I have no idea.
2: I, I don't know because, like, again, they can just advertise Hulu as parent friendly because, like, and then Disney Plus. I mean, as, Disney
1: Plus is parent friendly.
2: No, no, no. Like, because since they own Hulu, they can have it have all the adult content on hulu
1: oh adult friendly yeah i mean not parent friendly but adult friendly parent friendly implies you're talking about something that the parent can help their kids watch i I think sorry i just i think you chose wrong words yeah i think you mean adult friendly
2: yeah but like they could do that because a lot of the movies that are a little bit more adult like Deadpool really? Ted is on there Is Deadpool on Disney Plus? No it's on Hulu. Okay. It's only on Hulu. And we're
1: getting and we're getting Deadpool 3 now yeah. and that's going to be already. I, I, I'll be interested to see where Disney
3: puts their logo. They should have done that. They should have done yeah. what you're saying for
1: sure.
2: Yeah they should have done that because like uh, Bob's Burger and Family Guy is only exclusive on Hulu Yeah, like they don't have it on Disney Plus mm-hmm. Simpsons is only on like both on Disney plus and Hulu, depending where, um, how new do you want to watch it?
1: That's interesting. I wonder why certain one, like, you Oh, you mean like the earlier seasons are on one and the later seasons are in the other.
2: Yeah. But, um, only 33, the newest season is available on Hulu. And then, um, one through 32 is available on Disney plus. What show is that? The Simpsons. Mm, If you want to watch it, yeah, but um,
1: I'll pass on the. uh, uh, Hey, man, we're gonna binge watch The Simpsons from the start.
2: But The Simpsons um, on Disney Plus, they got rid of some of the episodes. Like they got rid of um, Happy Birthday, Lisa. That one was when like everybody forgot about Lisa's birthday because they thought Michael Jackson was in town, and then they also excluded the episode where Bart goes to boot camp and Lisa wants to join because she said it's not fair that only boys go, um, get to go there. And she joins, and everybody bullies her, and she was about to, like, leave until her brother cheered her on, and she graduated as a cadet. With and they Bart.
1: got and they got rid of that episode? Why? They got
2: rid of those two episodes. They don't have a reasoning for it. But I thought those two episodes shows the most about family, and Disney advertises to family. Yep. But I don't know. Again, like, I, if you want to be smart... Just put all your adult content on Hulu.
1: I wonder if this really is because they're going to start pivoting away from Hulu and move. I mean, I don't think that's what the case is. I think why tarnish one platform. Like I have Hulu and I watch a lot of Hulu. I watch very little of Disney Plus because it's marketed as like there's just very little on Disney Plus that I want to watch. I watch the Marvel shows when they come out once Mm -hmm. and then I don't rewatch none of them have been good enough to be worth a rewatch as of yet to yeah, me. Same. and the Marvel movies don't really interest me after more you know see it once and then after that I don't really have any interest in seeing it again yeah. I get a lot more rewatch out of uh, out of uh, DC animated movies on mm-hmm. um, but like lately I've been I've been back on
3: Amazon Prime watching Monk I love Monk oh mm-hmm. wow that was the OCD guy yep yeah
2: great show I don't know like for me like I try to watch turning red on disney plus i hate that crap why did you hate it so much i hate it it's pro feminist and they make the husband look like he's a dumbass Uh, i'm sorry sorry. so like basically yes i see this in asian families a lot like some men who are too soft-spoken will get whipped by their wife
1: yeah okay they will
2: get whipped by their wife and i don't like it because like they're supposed to be modern they're canadian asians but like yeah. basically they bullied the husband. Like they said, Oh, do this for us. Do this for us. Why are you not doing this quicker? And I hate it. And then the goddamn daughter, I hate her. She's a pro feminist and it's like fucking annoying. I sorry.
1: We're going off on a on a tangent here. I'm sorry. We're gonna okay, we're gonna we're gonna pull it back through. It's
2: not really relevant
1: to the discussion at I, hand.
2: I know, but Disney Plus, like you need to produce better content that's not annoying, where mm-hmm. I wanna throw a remote at the TV again.
1: I like, the, I like the energy.
2: Yeah, I just don't like it anymore. Disney Plus, you're losing me. Well, maybe we'll
1: talk about it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Then you can rant all you want.
2: Uh, I don't know. I, just, I, I hate all the characters. They made me hate every single character in the movie.
1: We'll let you rant tomorrow. Yeah. We'll come back to it. So Disney Plus executives are arguing over adding mature content to Disney Plus. This was back in 2021. So clearly they had already thought of this. Uh, and were weighing the pros and cons of this decision before they made the decision to do so. It says, As Disney Plus subscriber growth slows, Disney is looking for ways to expand its audience. Promotions like Disney Plus Day may provide a short-term bump in viewership. A possible long-term solution is causing friction inside Disney management. According to media blogger Dylan Byers, leadership is discussing whether to add content for mature audiences to Disney Plus. This would bring content in line with other streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, and Amazon Prime, all of which I think are better services than than Disney Plus, Byers spoke with the current and former C- Disney executives regarding possible programming changes. Uh, according to his sources, uh, Disney's former CEO Bob Iger insisted on sticking to the narrow definition of family 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 friendly programming. Byers also writes that current CEO Bob Chapek worries some insider uh, that also writes that current CEO Bob Chapek worries some insiders. Those insiders felt that Chapek's data driven management will not result in creative vision for the streaming service's future. The sources state that Chapek. Intends to expand Disney Plus's programming. Should Disney Plus add more content for mature audiences or should they stick to family-friendly content? I think Chapek looked at the numbers and said, we need to add this stuff and expand our, our modeling paradigm so mm-hmm. that we can get more people. So it really does come down to one thing in the end. It always comes
3: down to money. Right. I don't know. I don't think this is the money move, though. I think the money move is what Miracle is saying. Mm-hmm. Because Basically. If, you, if you just want the adults, you still have to pay for the package of all three. But I'm saying that uh, is the, are the deals that they have worked out with
1: what airs on Hulu, do they get better deals with those shows? Because everything on Disney Plus is owned by Disney. Not everything on Hulu is owned by Hulu. Right. So if they're trying to move to a Disney Plus only model where it's stuff that they exclusively own and they're buying up rights to these shows maybe the idea is that they want to consolidate it downwards where they're pulling more money into one platform
2: maybe I don't know for me again like I like the idea of having um, all the adult content on Hulu mm-hmm. and then the kid content on Disney plus and also another thing Disney maybe release like your pirate like not pirate like your lock videos and movies onto Hulu
1: what do you mean locked
2: um, you know like the uh, songs of the self oh well, it's in the vault
1: that's literally why they're in the vault because disney believes they're off brand now and they won't do it they're well, things they de- they're things they deem like that not even a trigger warning mm-hmm. is good enough to 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 stop people from being mad about it
2: well when you just put it on hulu people don't get offended on a the lot same of things. people will
1: still get offended that it's there
2: why i thought it was a cute story because it teaches you a lot of stories about backstabbers and mm-hmm. like how to be smarter? You can be street smart and knowledgeable. At I like
3: honestly, I'm digging everything Miracle's saying. Yeah, like, because
2: like if you I like the
3: idea, if, yeah, have like that—that that would be like a hot marketing ploy. Like, exactly, all the band stuff is here.
2: Yeah, exactly. You want to watch the band Disney? They're gonna stuff? get mad
3: anyway. They're gonna make it, so I—I like, I feel like the argument that like, they're gonna get mad, like mm-hmm. it's toy too, bro. Like they've—they've they've been mad. They are mad. Mm-hmm. Mad is their existence. You know? I don't like, know.
2: Is like everybody go be mad now? Like, we yeah. had a com- um, conversation last time. Like, how are we going to make new content if people are so afraid? They you...
3: aren't. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So they...
2: I don't know. It's, it's so stupid. And I heard that they're making a new um T- Princess Tiana series, but I don't, I don't, know, don't... know
3: what that is.
1: Princess, Princess Diana
2: princess and the frog the first black princess oh i didn't know yeah i thought you were
3: talking about princess diana (laughs) no
2: it's tiana um basically she's getting her own disney spinoff but we don't know what it's going to be about is it going to be just about her or are they going to talk about um, the voodoo doctor what's his name i forgot what his name is but i love him as a disney villain okay because it talks about history like um louisiana history and voodoo culture and black magic like not a lot of people know about that, and I wish like they kind of did talk well, about it. I but it might, it might be deemed like too dangerous for kids. So maybe you can put it on Hulu.
1: Yep. Uh, but then mm-hmm. what studio? It's still going to be because they own they own Pixar and they mm-hmm. own Disney St- Disney Animation. But both of them still carry the Disney name there. So they outsource the animation to another company. Pixar's. Is- Pixar would be the place to go to for if they want to animate and not have Disney's name on it. I know. But everybody still knows that Disney
3: owns Pixar.
2: Well, Pixar still lets me down. Did
3: it, she go for like a Nickelodeon thing. How Nickelodeon does Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon after night. Uh, yeah. Nick they, at night.
2: You remember that? That was like my favorite thing ever because they used to play George Lopez um, TV show. I yep. forgot what it was called. It Was it just called George the Lopez? The
1: George Lopez show. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I legit forgot. It's just his name. But I love that show, and they always played it at Nick at Night.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, my mom loved. My mom would watch that show mm-hmm. all the time. You night.
2: remember that theme song? <laughs>
1: <laughs> also used in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds when the crew's mm-hmm. getting ready to steal all the cars.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like, Lowrider. Disney is like... No,
1: right. my right.
2: <laughs> no you're good. Disney's like failing me. Did... They're so failing the, the me.
1: The moral of the story is Miracle's very angry at Disney today. Correct
2: yeah like Disney failed me on turning red because I hate all the characters. We're gonna
1: talk about it tomorrow. so save it, save yeah. it well, well, I, your 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 anger is like too insight is too interesting to me to not have you talk about this tomorrow. So we'll go into it. We're gonna move on. We're gonna go straight straight from Disney into Podluck. Sorry, guys. that's what we're doing right now.. Uh. The t- this picture really is. Can you I know you closed out the article. Can you see this, Dane? Can you see I can. this? Mm-hmm. Uh I-, 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 I literally stopped this topic. I-, I-, I was going to save this thing for Tuesday mm-hmm. and I literally moved it for you. Wonder why. So uh because I know that you have a deep love and affection for Pete Davidson. I know that he's like your favorite person. Can I say world. I was
3: indifferent for of the man until uh, he- I started like weekly co-hosting here? But then he got against my boy. Yes, uh, and, and that is a problem. So, uh, but here's the problem.
1: Uh, in in the world of, of heroes and villains, he is very clearly supposed to be. If you're a Kanye fan, he is the villain. We're not saying he is. I'm saying if you're a Kanye fan, you're going to see him as the villain. But he keeps winning. He Constantly. keeps winning. And it says Pete <laughs> Davidson gets Blue Origin flight launch date. Fellow passengers announced to. So all this time, how sway He's how? Oh wow, that was a that wow. Was loud. That was a deep houseway. yeah Yeah, uh, I haven't heard that since I used to watch The Amazing Lucas on YouTube. Uh, that, okay, so just imagine for a sec that right. uh, you're you're Kanye and you, you're in this custody battle, and now they've said they're doing informal custody, and he's, she's dating this guy that you just can't stand. Now, I'm not saying you should like him or hate him, but it's clear that Kanye can't stand this guy, and then he just keeps winning. Like imagine like okay Kanye like, and he sits down he opens up the a website or TMZ or he gives a, most likely he gets a text message from someone
3: and he's like Pete Davidson's going to space what the freak how is that possible I don't know it's it, thanks thanks to the science of a penis rocket you yes can send Pete Davidson <laughs> maybe to space. that's
1: what it is maybe it's maybe it's just like they used his maybe the, Pete Davidson's just that big and they used him as the model for this rocket and now he's getting his free flight on the space shuttle. Maybe. Because he's the model for it. So says, Pete Davidson is officially taking off, and not just in his celebrity status, but into space as well. Because now he's got a launch date for the next manned flight that Jeff Bezos sends up in the air, and he's learned from his fellow passengers who his fellow passengers will be as well. I forgot that Bezos was the one who like like I kept thinking that he was just one of the people that went up. But is this like is like Blue Origin? Is that like his company? I think so. Uh, so so can you look that up? Yeah. Who owns, of uh, if uh, I didn't know that, like for some reason I thought Bezos was just like one of those first people that went up. Nah, but I was apparently wrong. I think he owns it. Okay, so he owns <laughs> it. Uh, like I imagine, like uh, him and Musk. Uh, just sending their own... Ma- yeah, Musk Jeff. sends only cool people up into space and Bezos sends dorks and the owner of Party City. Uh, so it says uh, the announcement was...
2: <laughs> the I like end-
3: that you made a distinction between dorks and the owner of Party City well, because Party so- City is kind of cool. I'm sure the Party City dude it's pretty sweet. I
1: bet So he
2: basically, uh, Jeff Bezos made Blue Origins two years be- um, before SpaceX came oh. out. Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was the originator. Yeah. Okay. He's like he's like, Musk is biting my style. Mm -hmm. All right. So the announcement was made Monday. Pete's going to be joining five others on the forthcoming mission, which is scheduled to hit the skies and beyond on March 23rd. That's next Wednesday. It's out in Texas. It's blue origins, fourth human flight. As far as who else is going, all of whom are paying customers, by the way. So he is paying at least. Uh, I mean, it would be nice to, it would be hilarious to find out if like, he literally was like that. He helped design the rocket. Pete Davidson is literally a rocket scientist in disguise. (laughs) Uh, and this is his free flight.
2: Or maybe the spaceship will explode before launching. Let's hope not. let us I don't
1: want anything bad to happen to the guy. I just want to rag on him a little bit because he gets hot women and nobody understands how.
2: Well, Dan was explaining that he was watching a video of a rocket exploding before it launched off
3: oh my god dude like, what when was I, I, I was like in middle school and it like science class oh and there was like i don't remember this was, was that like a challenger i heard somebody talking about the challenge i don't the remember night. it was I, a challenger it was full of teachers and things and everyone was excited about it what? i think it was full of teachers that's what i remember about it mm-hmm. and i'm just like everyone's like it's cool like they, they wheel they wheel <laughs> in a tv so we can see it live it just oh, so they made up. like a big deal about it. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I feel like that should have happened at my school. And I don't remember it. It goes essentially like in my school, it's like, "Hey kids, you can do this too." As I, like, boom, and it blows up. And nobody's like, "I don't <laughs> want to do this." And then they wheel on the TV? He's like, "Okay, back to science class." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> They're like, so
1: what you're saying is don't be a scientist I'm getting mixed messages here and well, that's why I'm in marketing
3: yeah. it's what I'm like, so what I'm you're saying,
1: saying is I should work in technology but technology a little bit closer to home right. mm-hmm. so it says uh, as far as who else is going all of whom are paying customers Pete will be joined by Party America CEO Marty Allen uh, yes, uh, we love Party City here I, I have strong opinions about Party City Hubby uh, and wife duo Sharon and Mark Hagel I don't know who that is uh, Jim Kitchen Jim Kitchen uh, He's an entrepreneur And Command Space Technologies President uh, Dr. George Neal uh, And of course there's Pete <laughs> I love how everybody else is kind of like An entrepreneur A scientist A CEO And then Pete Davidson
2: Oh
3: Why not, right?
2: Um. So Jim Kitchen is actually a professor
3: of what? Does it say? Mm,
2: let's see. So no, I just
1: love that. <laughs> I, I want to know what the roundtable discussions so between a bunch of thinkers.
2: Mm-hmm. So basically, he's a professor at UNC, and what does he teach?
3: Elon Musk. Sorry, uh, Jeff Bezos could probably mm-hmm. like talk to absolutely anyone in the universe he wants.
2: Business school and. If- five-time entrepreneur okay
3: so
1: so it's a bunch of entrepreneurs a scientist uh a ceo and then pete there davidson
3: is. like <laughs> is he the party clone apparently but it's like this guy can literally do anything with anyone at any time yeah and and what he's chosen to do is send the party city guy and pete davidson to <laughs> That's that's hilarious. Can I get fact to is that what's happening, that's what's happening right now?
1: That's what's happening. So I I just love that like uh so my guess is like a lot of there's a lot of CEOs in the world. There's got to be large, like did that guy just have like something on Bezos? Did he just make a lot does he have that much money that he could make the next biggest offer? Like I'm guessing that these people are bidding for these seats? Like it's not a flat rate. This isn't a movie theater. This, Wait, there's, let there's,
2: me search it up. There's got to be like we can buy it.
1: Yes, let's send let's, me to space. Yes, yeah, send Dane to space with Pete Davidson. That'd be great. And so it says, I <laughs> be uh, Actually great. So it says, uh, so yeah, so him and Kim uh, met with, uh, that was the article that uh, we found back here. This was an old article that we somehow missed. It says real Pete Davidson, real
3: life space cadet. And then they get this Photoshop
1: of him in a space suit.
3: What if me and Pete Davidson actually become best friends? That's totally, dude, I could buy it. That's, that's the fan fiction I would write my friend we just hang out in space see i think this is all a ploy i
1: think kanye is going to be the surprise guest and they're gonna have to work out their differences in space
2: basically you can reserve so if you go to blue origin space therapy space (laughs) therapy
1: that's a a true rich person therapy is therapy that happens in space now
2: Kanye, tell pete
3: how he makes you feel
1: it just feels bad man it just feels Uh, bad this is dumb no it's not this is awesome
2: okay but yeah if you go to their website blue and you click reserve seat mm-hmm. it says you can start your journey but now by filling out the following information and you fill out your first last name but does email. it give a price nope
1: google see if they, see if you can find a price on google i'm just curious I wanna um know. Because yeah my birthday's basically up.
2: if you say by providing your information here you will receive early access to Pricing informations and tickets when we have an open, <laughs> um, like a opening, basically. So you have to put your information just in case if you want a seat.
1: How much is a flight on Blue Origin? Blue Origin has declined to publicly state a price for tickets for a new flight. The company is nearing a hundred million dollars in sales so far. So you could uh, you could like extrapolate from there, I'm sure, somewhat.
2: Okay, fine. Let's search. SpaceX.
1: Well, you no, know here, what a ticket uh, on Bezos's rocket will cost you. Possibly less than you think. This is a Slate article from last year. Uh, Bezos and three other passengers spent roughly 10 minutes Tuesday morning flying on a round trip. To space in the New Shepard, a rocket ship uh, built by the billionaires aerospace company Blue Origin, the New Shepard uh, took off at 9:12 a.m. from its launch site near Van Horn, Texas. It flew above the the Kármán line, uh, a boundary 100 kilometers above the ground. Uh, I just want I want to find a price on here. Give me a price. Ooh, so. Uh, um,
2: well, if you want like a comparison for SpaceX for one seat, it's, uh, 55 mil.
1: Okay. So it says an anonymous bidder won it in auction in June for $28 million. So, uh, so at least 28 million.
2: So Dane, um,
1: we've got, uh, I've got $28 up? million if you want, uh, you can borrow it and I, I'll send you up there. <laughs> Uh, to join Thanks. Pete Davidson uh, on SpaceX, Would you? It's gonna like take you- me a
3: while to pay it back.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a flexible payment plan that you can use. Is that cool? Sure. Okay. Perfect. We'll just do that then. The I, I'm gonna give
3: my take my ticket and give it to Yay. That and then send them to <laughs> and then send them together. He's like and hey, then Kanye, make... you don't know me, but think of space. Yes, well, Pete Kanye. Davidson, and no one can hear. It's
1: like scalp. No, Kanye his screams. You no, know, you double the price to charge Kanye so Kanye
3: can go with him. It's like it's like a scalper's ticket. I don't want to. No,
2: Kanye has been through enough already. Right? He's
3: maybe, got the money. Maybe no. just make a cool million, just a million.
1: Yeah. Well, so, I'm not saying you got. I'm not saying you got a price gouge. Yeah, yeah just. A, but t- just you know, if he wants to get into, if he wants to see Pete up in space, he's gonna have to pay for. Uh, granted, this is a ten minute flight, but
3: you can get a lot worked out in ten minutes if you guys really talk. He can give me one of those Donda Two uh, like devices, the Stem Player.
2: The stem oh my player. God. The most expensive
3: Stem Player ever.
2: Shut up! It's a cool toy.
1: It's not a toy. It's a music player. It's a toy. Is it same thing. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I just I thought you'd get a kick out of this because we, we, we rag on this dude a lot. I really do think he's just going to keep winning, and it's not fair. Apparently. It's, it's not fair. Apparently. All right. So we're going to talk. This is the last thing. Uh, Face-Off director John Woo, who is a personal favorite of mine. Has anybody here seen Face-Off? The, Face- the movie Nicholas Face-Off. Off. The Nicholas Gate. K- yeah. Yeah.
2: That's all I remember. Face-Off. That's it.
1: Broken Arrow? No. Okay. No. Well, these are he's a he's a master of action movies, right? Okay. He also did Mission Impossible, too. Uh, Face off director John Woo begins filming dialogue free action movie. That sounds pretty hot. Isn't that cool? That sounds pretty hot. Uh, a movie with no action or, or with no dialogue called Silent Night. So it says uh, legendary action filmmaker John Woo has begun filming his next feature, Silent Night, an action flick that will have absolutely no dialogue whatsoever. Wu took to social media to announce the film on filming of Silent Night has begun, posting it as a, uh, as uh, posting it, must be said, pretty peaceful looking Image considering the action pedigree of the director, alongside the caption, First Day of Shooting Silent Night with Joel Kinneman. Joel Kinneman played uh, Rick flag in The Suicide Squad. He's also from the show The Killing. If anybody's seen The Killing, it's based on an old Danish series. It's very, very good. Uh, uh, I believe it is on. If it's not on Hulu, it's on Amazon Prime, but it's on mm. one of them. But uh, it's a really good watch. Uh, so. Silent Night will be led by Run All Night and the Suicide Squad star Joel Kinnaman, who plays a normal, regular, everyday father who is dragged into the criminal underworld, where he embarks on a revenge mission following the death of his son. I love it already. It's like uh, Liam Neeson, but without the 30 extra years on him. Or Dialogue or the dialogue which is which is all of it which means there's gonna, there's probably going to be scenes where like that he wants to deliver like a cool one-liner after killing someone but then they got to refrain from doing the cool one-liner it's all just grunting then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mu- i mean and musical score and uh, and stuff so it'd be funny if like there's music with lyrics that they use to tell you what's going on <laughs> there should be a line <laughs> The the last there's one line at the very end of the movie that would that that would actually be really awful they shouldn't do that <laughs> while the plot sounds like the typical action movie fare and should be perfectly and should be perfect for both Wu and Kinnaman the real hook for the for Silent Night is the fact that the feature will film no dialogue whatsoever none but considering the synopsis Silent Night is unlikely to be anything is likely is unlikely to be anything but silent with John Wu no doubt using the sounds of bullets firing and fist breaking faces to tell the story instead. I love it. Uh, Silent Night marks Wu's return to Hollywood following an absence of almost two decades. His last venture was the action outing Paycheck starring Ben Affleck and Uma Thurman. Uh, uh, Based on the Philip K. Dick short story, Paycheck followed Affleck as Michael, a reverse engineer who suddenly finds himself uh, pursued on charges of murder and treason, suffering from amnesia. So, very cool. I, I never saw a paycheck, so I, I can't give any such review on mm-hmm. that one. It, it was sadly met with negative re- reviews upon release, and Wu has not made a Hollywood project since. So, but he, I mean, he's still done plenty of stuff with cinema in, his, in, in Japan. So it says, uh, it says, instead, the Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong, did I say Japan? I, I meant the Hong Kong filmmaker, uh, has focused on projects across the pond, including the the likes of Red Cliff Part 1 and 2, uh, Reign of Assassins, uh, The Crossing, The Crossing 2, and Manhunt. Wu is best known for helming such superb action flicks as Face Off, Mission Impossible 2, The Killer, Bullet to the Head, and Hard Boiled. I Like I said, I prefer Broken Arrow. Uh, if John Wu Returns uh, was not already enough to have you excited for Silent Night, four producers with ties to John Wick, to the John Wick franchise, are also on board. That's kind of like a it doesn't really matter if they're producing what they're, what they've previously produced. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean the movie is going to be any good, but I do have faith for something like this. I'd like to see this get made. And if it does well, more creative ideas like this. This sounds awesome. The yeah. Movie. So we will see. I, I am excited for that. One. I just wanted to make mention of it. Cause it just seems like a really cool idea to me. Anybody else? Would you like that? You like action movies, don't you?
2: Yeah. But I feel like they already made something like this already.
1: I don't think so. I mean, if it not in at least not recently.
2: Dead Silent is almost similar to this premise. When did it come out? Um, I can search it up for
1: yeah. you. Uh, and uh, if de- Dead... So there's... Well, also, I guess you we got... What was it? Uh, A Quiet, Quiet Place. place also. But that's like that's like part of the script. I don't know if necessarily that's supposed to be part of the script in the movie. It just so happens that there's no dialogue. Whereas in A Quiet Place, it was an actual function of the plot of the movie that they couldn't talk.
2: Mm. Hold on. Dead Silent. Um, that original scary movie came out in 2007 with the puppets
1: so it wasn't live action
2: um well no no it's a live action so basically the movie is about this guy like he him and his girlfriend are about to have a baby but then all of a sudden a box like a box appeared in his front door and it's like a ventriloquist um dummy Mm -hmm. you know the like the original ones that always like scare you in like scary movies and basically like he was like oh why is there a dummy here and then like his girlfriend got Killed like her tongue was pulled out. Yeah. And basically, it's like a lore within his family because. Wait, so there's no talking during this? Um. So basically, um, the whole thing is like you're not supposed to scream when the ghost shows up. But they're still talking. They're still dialogue eh, here and there. But then Dead Silent, like the other movie that I was talking about, the action one. I yeah. need to look for it. Um.
1: Well, yeah. I'm just saying, so the one you're talking about was a horror mm-hmm. movie where they can't yell. That's similar yeah. to a Quiet Place where they can't scream. Yeah, they can't scream. Yeah. So okay. And then,
2: Where's the other one, Dead Silence? It says 1997. Okay, I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. it I don't uh, know. Like, there's didn't... so many movies called Dead Silence. Yeah,
1: it's, it's mm-hmm. a pretty common name. So yeah, I, I mean, i I think it's a cooler premise. So I'm excited to yeah, see like that it. one. Yep. So that is it. That is that is all I had. To, I that wasn't even really going to be a segment. That I, I just thought it was a, a cool idea, and I would like to see where that goes. I like. Are I you gonna reenact
2: Face Off with of Andy now?
1: Yes, we will all we will reenact Face Off.
2: Nice. Yes. Do it. Yes.
1: So. Yes, thank you, Dane. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: No problem. For mm-hmm.
1: coming. We had to we had to re record a segment, to you guys. <laughs> uh Miracle ruined the show.
2: I did well, yeah, technically. I so, said a word that now, wasn't you too safe.
1: Yes, it wasn't It wasn't friendly, so we had to re-record a But But uh, Dane was uh, brave enough to stay on board. Brave and enough. <laughs> brave en- <laughs> Stunning and brave enough Thank you. Uh, to stay on board and, and film the last segment with us. And I got to talk about the movie I wanted to see. And we got to talk about, I got to ruin your day with Pete Davidson and, and make Fun. you see him living his best life while uh, we're out here just not being in space like him. I'm living a good life. We're we're living good lives. We're just not going to outer space. That's fine. That's fine.
2: It's okay. It's okay. It's okay.
1: Miracle doesn't want to go to outer space. I don't want to go to outer we space. We don't.
2: We don't know about our oceans.
1: What? Oh. Okay. Oh yeah,
2: because the same.
1: Space <laughs> says everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry.
2: We don't know that much about our oceans, but we know more about space than anything. Okay. All right. Cool. mm mm-hmm. know. I don't. Um, know. Thank so you I I rather like drown in water than suffocate up in there. I don't want to do either. I, I'd rather just stay
3: alive. No, I'm trying to think what, what I'd rather. What I, think, I, I think it's space just because it's more novel.
2: Oh yeah, true. Well, how would you go? Would you like die of a black hole? Would you suffocate? Well, wow, you no, should... a
3: black hole would pull you like atom by atom. That yeah. would be very painful. That would be very painful.
1: Mm-hmm. This is a disturbing way to end the yeah. show. Sorry, I like it. it. I like it. It's same. Sorry, like because
2: it. like worst case scenarios. I I don't know. Think about this Pete. I choose to
1: have a long, happy life. So Mm -hmm. that's that's where I'm going with this. Same same. Think right, about this, uh, Pete
2: Davidson. You might die in space.
1: That they, I mean, I don't know how safe those missions are. Uh, it could be
2: hundred percent safe if this no is way. like the fourth. There's no way mission. they can be
1: a hundred percent safe. Oh, but... No, no,
2: if it's like the fourth mission, like compared to like other times. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, like I'm sure the the first one they were like, eh, maybe it goes yeah. wrong, but mm-hmm. uh you know, since then, uh but I'm sure nothing's a hundred percent safe. No, so. Yeah, so why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media in case you die uh, in some obscure way?
3: You cannot find
1: me on social media
3: by design. It's it's on purpose.
1: Miracle, let everyone know where they can find you on social media.
2: I don't have social media because it rots your brain for a good reason.
1: It's always miracle is living proof that social media does rot your brain. Hey. That was very mean <laughs> of me. I, I apologize. Uh, I'm just kidding. Guys, if you want to follow me on social media, you can rot your brain with me. Uh, it's at Brett Dasvick on Instagram. And then for the show, please go to the YouTube channel. We really appreciate it. We're about, uh, about uh, less than 100 subscribers from 13K. Mm-hmm. So we're getting there. We're almost there. I'm excited about that. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Like the videos. Leave comments on the videos. We really appreciate all of that. We really do. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And then uh, in the description box for all the videos, we have the link to the Spotify playlist. Spotify really is the coolest way to listen to the show, in my humble opinion. Start to finish, beginning to end, not cut up into segments. Just it's a different vibe, if you ask me. Uh, we're also on Amazon Music, on Apple Podcasts, and on spot and on Spotify and on Pandora. And then on social media, we are on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore Show, and then we are on Facebook and TikTok, which is where you can make Dane very happy by following us there. And then it's at Pop Culture Crisis, and we will be back with another show tomorrow. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: Ohio.